Welcome to the Go Big to Get Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Welcome back to another episode and today's guest is a really fascinating human. I met him through some mutual friends, and I promise you, if you are a visionary entrepreneur, you're going to love this episode. Justin Breen is the founder of Brepic Communications and Network, and specifically works with some of the top visionaries in the world to help simplify their message and make it relatable for the everyday person to understand. Justin answers a lot of our questions around the integrator versus the visionary, why he believes the Colby Index is the best way to vet for his ideal client. And he also talks about this four stages of business that becomes a must understand principle in life. It was very fascinating. And not only does Justin just live in the go big side of our mission, he truly embodies the give big side as well. He is uh, on the board for a new foundation called the Wildlife Foundation. He has a scholarship that he gives away through his business. And the guy is just 100% always in service of others. This episode was super relatable for myself and I'm sure a lot of people listening. So I hope you can take what was a uh, interesting dynamic between Steve and I and having Justin in the middle of it and take it and learn something from it, of whether you're a visionary or an integrator and go implement that into your life. So without further ado, here's our episode with Justin Breen. All right, I'm fired up to welcome today's guest, Justin Breen to the show. Justin, thanks for hanging out with us. We the North. You got, you came fully decked out in your Canadian swag for us and I don't think any guest has done that. So that's a first. So thank you for doing that. Listen, I am like an honorary, uh, honorary Canadian. Um, and then you two are both Americans, even though you're Canadian. So Canada or America is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So everyone I talk to is an American, no matter where they live. And then Canada is peace, order, and good government. So humans are Canadian. All um, Most Americans are Canadian. Most humans are Canadian. Everyone I talk to is American. I love it. I love that. What a distinction. What a great way to start the show. Well, look, Justin, I'm excited to um, to dive in and chat with you today. We got connected through a mutual friend, Mike Koenigs, and uh, he said, nothing more than you just need to talk to Justin. He is one <laughs> of the smartest people I know, and you guys will get along great. And uh, our conversation was all of 20 minutes, and I felt like it was like a lifelong friendship that we got to know each other, because as people can relate to you uh, in a way to help visionaries get their messages out there and simplify their messages and make it relatable. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit of your journey of how you went from being a journalist and working really hard in that space. You then got you know laid off or reduced salaries and had to go find your way in through entrepreneurship after just being a journalist for a lot of years. What was that transition like and how was it to become an entrepreneur uh, in your journey? Yeah, that's a good uh, uh, a good lift off 
series of questions. Um, as background, um, so this is how my brain works. Most of my days talking to the uh, world's top visionaries, people like Mike, and uh, so I hear blah, 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 and then simplify into patterns. So basically every answer I provide is just a pattern because that's what my brain does. It just simplifies everything into a pattern. So so visionaries, uh, all I do is talk to visionaries. So not business owners, not consultants, not humans, just visionaries. So visionaries are usually aliens within their own family, community, and verticals. Uh, only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on planet. So uh, when I was a journalist for 20 years, I was actually an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist. Um, I, I just didn't know that until starting first company uh, in 2017 with zero business background. But when I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist, uh, journalists who are journalists had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea what they were complaining about. Um, so when I was an entrepreneur, I happened to be a journalist, just connected and wrote about cool people changing the world. And now as an entrepreneur running a global PR firm and starting a global connectivity platform, just writing about and connecting cool people changing the world. So nothing has changed except the way of, of doing it. I think that's so fascinating. And one of my favorite things about you that is uh, very prevalent as soon as you get in conversation with you is that you just, like you said, simplify and find the facts and then deliver. And you do that very commonly through a Colby index score. Obviously, that's been something that's uh, easy for you to identify in people. You know, everybody's, I think when we were chatting, you said, you know, you, you know, people's Colby index scores more than you know their names. And, uh, and I think that's hilarious and true. And since then, I've started doing the same. I'm like, oh, I can learn so much about somebody by just asking for their Colby score before I have a conversation with them to learn about them. How has that always been a, a test that you've used in your life? When did that come in? And is there any other test that you've found that can provide the same thing without just the Colby score? Yeah. Um, so again, just simplify into patterns. I've found the easiest way to do that in terms of discovering who a visionary actually is. And there certainly are some exceptions, but Again, all I do is talk to visionaries. So most of them, not all, but most are very high quick start, low follow through. So eight, nine, or 10 quick start in Colby with a four, three, two, or one follow through. So that's ADD, diagnosed or undiagnosed, not a disorder. So sign a genius mislabeled by humans. And then a, a human, typical human or an integrator is a lower quick start, higher follow through. So uh, you combine a high quick start, low follow through with a low quick start, high follow through. That's a visionary integrator. Vision. So that would, I'm guessing that's what you two are. And then uh, if you uh, made those two people into one person, it would be me. So I'm high quick start, high follow through and high fact finder, which is really, really, really rare. It does happen, but it's it's a unicorn. My 8671 score is a, a unicorn score. I've never met another one. I don't, I don't think I will. Uh, Randy, you're in a four four eight three. That's a very high level visionary score. Steve, I guessed you were like an eight eight three something, and now you're annoyed because you can't find your score, and then your follow through is kicking in, and so you're getting more annoyed because you can't find your score. So that I'm guessing that's you know you're a high follow through, um, lower quick start, um, and that's why it works. But I didn't know about Colby until um, 2019. Um, that's when I joined an entrepreneur group called Strategic Coach. Uh, that's how I met uh, Mike Koenigs, 
Uh, we're also in Abundance 360 together. Um, but yeah, uh, to me, like I just want the answer. So Colby's been the easiest way of, of seeing what the what the visionary answer is, and then you just focus on the answer and you eliminate the non-answer. Simplifies life pretty quickly. That's incredible. Um, have you read, obviously you've read um, Rocket Fuel with the visionary and integrator type stuff. Yeah, so I'm the mid, I'm that rare 5% where I can do both. It talks that's that's incredible. Um, I'm I'm just going to get a little bit of information, and then Steve's got a few other questions that he wants to dive into a bit more on the other side. Just trying to get our audience to learn a little bit about how how incredible you are. And one of the things that I've learned to love about you is just how family orientated you are. Um, obviously, you're you're incredible at connecting people and putting business together and simplify the messages and working with visionaries. But one of the greatest gifts you have is just how much you care about your family. And you wrote a book called Epic Life, and it is so um refreshing to hear an entrepreneur talk so much just about how much they love be, be it's amazing right like how is that refreshing how you it's amazing but that, that that's the sad card like why would you not <laughs> how is it refreshing to talk about your family first but that's the world we live in values material instead of meaningful that's why i wrote the book because it's like why are you destroying your family i talked to one to two people like us every single week that if let entrepreneur life destroyed their family life or prevented them from anything meaningful. So I'm like, well, that's a bad idea. Why not books about how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first? So I appreciate that compliment. It's just, it's amazing to me that people wouldn't put their family first. Like it, it, that's illogical to me. And then the formula for creating a successful global company is it's simple as you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So uh, first company was a journalist for 20 years, created entire business based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years and then, you know, solved it, successful global company. And then the book saw a problem. Entrepreneurs destroy their family or never create anything meaningful. So create solution, the book, problem solve, successful global company. It's the same, it's the same formula. Do you find there's a difference between uh, integrators and visionaries when it comes to family life? Oh, great question. Great question. Yes, because integrators are, for the most part, stabilizing humans. So so what would you say to to them, I'll say to the visionaries and the integrators and stuff, like if you were to generalize both of them, what is a visionary really good at when it comes to family life? What are they really bad at? And what is an integrator really good at and really bad at when it comes to family life? Well, that's a tough, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's difficult to answer it in that way. What I will say, not always, not always, but usually people like me marry a stabilizing human, usually. So think of it as visionary integrator at the home. Um, so my Colby's eight, eight, six, seven, one, that's a that again. That's a unicorn that would be described as an integrating visionary. My wife is an eight seven four two, so lower quick start, uh, higher follow through. That's a stabilizing human. Which I'm guessing, again, Steve doesn't have a score yet, but I'm guessing Steve's score is similar to that. And um, and so at home, an integrator. What I I mean, I very rarely talk to integrators. If I basically never talk to them, what I have seen though, when I used to, was that an integrator, a stabilizing human, would also marry a stabilizing human at home. Um, when the struggles I see with that, if it's a, if a low quick start, high follow through marries a low quick start, high follow through, and it's I mean I rarely see that in my life. 
Um, but usually when that happens, it's tough for anyone to make a decision and they overthink and then there's an argument because it's like, oh, what should we do? And then it's a five million year discussion about what they should actually do. Um, so what's happened in my case is uh, my wife has made me barely a human, just barely. And then now she takes more chances in life and she, she still overthinks a lot of things, but she does less overthinking. She'll pull the trigger faster and uncertain thing. That's so cool um and uh before i pass it off to steve he's going to jump in some more i'll say business type question um on the life side in your book you talk a lot about um uh i think it was a gratitude journal that you wrote about your wife every single day um to just of how grateful you are to her that concept to me was the most brilliant thing i've ever heard that was one of my biggest takeaways from your book where it's just like how cool is that that you wrote a gratitude journal for your wife every single day of just things that you appreciated of her and i started doing that now and i was just like wow that is such a cool concept to just be you know i just and i mean that in the in the broad sense everyone talks about a gratitude and being grateful for stuff but being grateful for the single person that's helped you the most or been very prevalent in your life i thought it was really cool where did that idea come from how did it come to be how are you using it yep one thank you um i appreciate that um again simplify into patterns um and then and strength finders gallup clifton strength finders there's 34 of them most of the people i talk to are top five in ideation uh i'm 32 out of 34 in ideation so almost dead last but if i hear a good idea or a, a truly great idea from someone else my top three are activate maximize achieve with high follow-through so i'll never stop doing it so I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Activate, maximize, achieve doing that. And then talking to someone like us who's destroyed their family or never had anything meaningful, that's a bad idea. Activate, maximize, achieve, not doing that. So that's that's what my brain does. But I was reading a book by uh, Darren Hardy, and he talked about journaling. Um, and then um, talking to several entrepreneurs right before COVID started, uh, and then and then right as it started, who who talked about doing a daily journal, a uh, daily journal. And I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I'll do that. And I'll just focus on my wife because uh, the most important thing for her, certainly not for me, but for her, the most important thing is for someone to say thank you to her. Uh, unconsciously, uh, her top motivation is to be needed and appreciated. So for her, unconsciously, consciously, whatever, someone needs to say thank you to her. So that's the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her. Uh, not that I show it to her, but it gets me in the, the mindset of always being ready to say thank you to her no matter what she does. It could be the, the most ridiculous thing ever. Hey, I moved a pillow on the couch. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Hey, I dropped the kids off at school. Thank you. Like So um, it's important for me to get into that mindset of thanking her because without her, very bad, very bad situation not a good situation. Justin, I can relate to you in a way. I'm not sure how strongly, but when, you know, I, I, I still in the background, I'm looking for my Colby score. Um, I, I know it's, I know it's somewhere in, it's there. You're going to be, all you're going to be thinking about this whole th time is where is that? I mean, I can be present. Don't you worry about it. I know but, you multitask, which I appreciate, but it's in like, I can feel that like, so I'm dead last in empathy on strength finders. Right. But, like I, but I can feel your struggle right now. 
So fine, because I understand. I understand. And you're probably oh, yeah. more follow through than I am. And so you're really getting annoyed. So I can feel that. So there's there's this there's this sliver that I have in my brain almost, like the or even deeper than my brain, like in my soul almost, where I feel like I'm one third visionary, two thirds integrator. Right. And like internally, there's this battle of like how do you balance that? And there's this annoying piece, like you use that word of annoying, like it's annoying me to not have that in front of me to be able to like share that. But there's also like similar annoyingness of like, do I lean into the visionary? If so, how much do I lean into the integrator? If so, how much like speak to that from, is that, is that something that you deal with on a regular basis? Is that, that sounds horrible to me. It does. It is horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. Okay. One, What's the cure? Thank you for telling me that. I really appreciate you telling me that. Um, again, I'm dead last in empathy, second to last in includer. My litmus test is my father, who was shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute in World War II, got back into a plane. I have no understanding or tolerance of people that overthink and don't execute. It drives me crazy because I they're just their own worst enemy. So my answer to that is that sounds horrible. Stop doing that. Now, that is probably not like what most people would say but that's i don't understand overthinkers drive me crazy they drive me nuts because they they're their own worst enemy in terms of that what i will say is partnering with someone like brandy's very good because he's much higher i'm guessing he's much higher quick start than mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. yeah interesting so like for anybody else out there who's feeling kind of like me where they have this this imbalance or balance maybe of integrator slash visionary your word is just cut it out and pick one or stop complaining yeah i don't i just don't i mean the only way to do anything is to execute and take action and make the investment i mean i don't there's um again if you want to i mean you're definitely a high fact finder which i also am all my all my fact finder does is like here's the answer focus on the answer and then here's the non-answer ignore it because those are the non-answer are are things and people and ideas that take time away from me and my family. So I just ignore that because why would you why would you focus on something that one annoys you, two takes time away from you and your family. So I just I just ignore it. Um, and then top visionaries on the planet they love me because they're most of them are the same way. They don't they don't. There are some that have empathy, some of them, but uh, including my partner for second company, most of them don't. That's why they're running massive companies or doing something. So a way of by the way a way of looking into this and, and discovering a number with it besides Colby. Randy, I believe you asked this earlier, but uh, print. Print uh, is your unconscious motivators. Somewhat similar to Enneagram, somewhat. Um, so in in, uh, in Enneagram, I'm an eight. Most of the top entrepreneurs I know are eights or threes. And then print, I'm an eight, three. Uh, most of the top entrepreneurs I know are eight, threes or three, eights. My partner's a three, eight. So eight is to be strong and self-reliant. Three is to succeed and achieve. Um, so there's no overthinking. There's no overfeeling. There's execute, execute, execute. Uh, Randy, I would guess you're in eight, three or three, eight. Some entrepreneurs, which really surprises me, they're like, they have a mix of a one or a five in there. The one is for everything needs to be perfect and right. And then five is to be knowledgeable and smart. Steve, if I had to guess, I would guess you were one of those two, if not both. It's probably both. Right. So I never met you. I've never talked to you. I can hear it. 
And then that that drives me crazy. I mean, that I, I'm glad it works for you and it's a great compliment to Randy. For me personally, I can't that drives me nuts because it's like everything in entrepreneurship doesn't need to be perfect and right. And I like to be smart, but not at the expense of, of not doing something. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, you know, your company, and I know you have multiple uh pieces on the go right now. And I was listening to a podcast that you were on uh, about a month ago or so. And was it? uh the Stinger Sting um Oh Stanger, yeah. Stanger, yeah. <clears throat> um you did a great episode and and I it was the first time I heard of that podcast as well. I thought it was uh, you know, really well laid out on the, the entry aspect of things as well as the interview that you had. Um and you shared about the four stages of businesses that they go through. Can you share that here? Because I think that's really uh impactful for our audiences of, you know, okay. what we are, go big to get big. Yes. Okay. And and um, one, thank you for bringing that up. Two, I will say it every single time. My brain turns everything into patterns. Even the way I answer questions turns everything into patterns. But and then here's the answer. This is what I see. And then focus on the answer. Eliminate the non-answer. Okay. So these are the four things that I've seen uh, from a first hand, from a partnership perspective, from talking to the world's top entrepreneurs, and then just listening to them. This is this is the four stages of I guess what you would call starting a business. And then, then becoming a visionary. That's that's what I see. So, uh, starting something from zero first is get to get totally fine, totally understandable. Uh, when I started my first company, after job salary was cut in half, I reached with a, and so with zero business background, reached reached out to five thousand people to find first five clients. Strictly getting totally fine. Uh, it's amazing to me, surprising how many people actually stay in that their whole lives. I would actually say the majority of the world stays in get to get their, their and certainly in business. That that would be my guess. Then there's get to give. If you want to quantify that or put it in human terms, let's say you you give two intros to get ten. So you're mostly getting, but you're you're trying to get a little. Definitely most of the world stays at that. Uh then there's give to get, so you're mostly giving, but you're still trying to get back. Let's say you're giving 10 intros to get three. 99.9% of the world stays at that, and that's why they're still business owners or consultants or humans, whatever. That. And then, then you get to the true visionary level. I think this is where your show where your show comes in, and the name is applicable. Uh, so this is where a true visionary is, someone who truly is in think global thinking, purpose thinking, not not um, material, but pure, meaningful. So you give to give uh, only to the people who get it. Give to give only to the people who get it. So I'm constantly giving, constantly giving intros, whether or not I get anything back, but it's only to the people who understand what I'm talking about, because if you give to give to, some, to someone who doesn't get it, they're not going to be able to do anything with it anyway. And someone who gives to give to people who get it does not want to be introduced to someone who doesn't get it. They don't they don't want that. So it I mean, I haven't done anything outbound in years. So you just create value for people who get it and then they create value for you. It's it's very simple. So there's no marketing gimmicks or any any of that stuff. You just create value for highest performing people, the ones who get it, and then they create value for you because they get it. I love it. Do you think that a business can skip the first three steps and jump right into the fourth one no can you can you skip the first two steps or do you have to go through all four i think if if you're literally starting from nothing and you've never had a company before i don't think you can skip them and frankly i don't think you'd want to 
um, I think you could go through them faster for sure. But no, I think, and that's, again, that's where the learning comes in, is going through those to understand. Um, I think some visionaries are naturally inclined uh, to be pure givers. However, starting a company from nothing to not ask for help to get to get, that would be illogical. That would be illogical. To, I mean, I just don't see how you can start something without asking for help. With, with zero business background, I don't, I don't see how that's possible. I, in fact, I would say it's impossible to do that. That would be like going to the NBA without playing basketball. I mean, I just don't. <laughs> you're going to the NHL, how could, a, how could a guy who makes the NHL not ask for help when he's starting to play, or he or she? I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't see how that's possible. Uh, you mentioned that you're a connecting superhero. Yeah. What have you seen as like the biggest points of value for yourself in like a selfish way, in a sense, not intentionally necessarily, but like no, 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 no. So most humans think selfish is a bad thing. If you can't be a litmus test for the people you serve, you're a hypocrite. So that's being selfish, but that's good. That's the only way. Because so the purpose of my life is to be connecting superhero for every visionary who shares their stories with the world. So I'm a visionary who shares my story with the world. That's not selfish. That's just being a litmus test for people you serve. How can you serve people if you're not a litmus test for them? So that's mm-hmm. think about yourself first. There's that's that's just logical. So what I see is the really successful ones are litmus tests for the people they serve. So what and people they serve means unique ability or your zone of genius, like. I mean, if you're great at creating real estate value for people, if you don't create real estate value for yourself first, how can you create value for, I mean, it's illogical. So that's mm-hmm. not selfish. That's just being, well, it is, but it's being a litmus test for the people you serve. And yeah. being selfish is being selfless. Um, but the ones who aren't thinking about themselves first, how can you help others if you can't help yourself first? I was doing a presentation last night to a community and one of the guys asked about um, it, was a, it, was, it was on raising capital for uh, for real estate investment, and one of the attendees asked, "Like, so, like, what do I do? Just walk into the room and say, who 'Who's got money?' kind of thing?" In the same element. <laughs> oh man, I'd like to know there, Colby. That's what I'm <laughs> in the same element of like connecting because I think there's so much power in being able to share networks. How do you suggest to somebody like that who might have that like? intimidated no, standpoint no. <laughs> i told it my father who got into a plant no 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 i don't understand that person a true visionary would not be that person they wouldn't nope they would get into a plane without a pi- we, one of our one of our pr partners his grandfather was decapitated in front of him in burma he went to hong kong with ten dollars in their uh, uh, 10 years old went to Hong Kong with his dad with $10 in his pocket they created two eight-figure businesses um, two eight-figure business so then he hired my PR firm uh, uh, he created an at-home robot for people with dementia Alzheimer's because his mom has Alzheimer's dementia so it has a like a pill dispenser and a drone on it no that that, that person no 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 mm, wrong answer that's what I mean that's the not answer eliminate non-answer there's nothing I can say to that person. Interesting. Um, 
I got one last question for you on the go big side, Justin, then we'll jump into here to the giving side. Um, as a visionary, thinking bigger is sometimes very challenging, very daunting. So we'll speak now to like the the visionary side. Like you want to change the whole world in one go and you have this incredible vision. Um, how how important is it to partner with an integrator versus hiring somebody to help you integrate it? So partnership versus hiring. That's a good, that's probably a better question for my partner for second company. His Colby is 1596, which is that is, I mean, that's pure unicorn. He's the only one fact finder I've ever met. I'm an eight. Um, and then he's a six uh, implementer. I'm a one. I'd, if there was a zero, I'd be a zero implementer. Like holding a pencil, disaster. I it can barely t- choose disaster. And then my partner, Mark Fujiwara, he's, he likes to kick the tires literally before doing anything. He need he sees things in physical space. I see things floating around. Um, so one of the chapters in Epic Life is uh, find your Babs or have your Babs find you. Babs is the co-founder, strategic coach. I'm very confident saying that's top entrepreneur organization in the world of one of them. Um, and then so Dan Sullivan is the co-founder. His wife, business partner is Babs. Uh, she's a she's an integrator, but uh, a nine quick start. So she's a visionary integrator, just like uh, my partner, uh, Mark Wujuar is. He's a visionary integrator, and then I'm an integrated visionary. So however you do it, um, whether it's a partnership or you hire someone or you get EOS involved, um, that's immaterial. Uh, but I will say a true visionary, like they really need it. They need an integrator because otherwise nothing will get I mean, it'd be a disaster. They need people to follow through for them. And then I'm just one of those rare, you know, rocket fuel cases where I'm an integrating visionary can do, can do both. And then my partner's a visionary integrator. So that's why it works. Makes sense. Um, yeah. As we, as we jump here into the giving round, I've got a few awesome questions for you, but I want to stay with what you said where give to give um, in the sense of go big to give big. So give to give takes a while to get there. As entrepreneurs, we talk a lot about adding a giving component to your business so that your business scales, so does your giving. Yes. You talk give to give in the sense of, you know, just giving with nothing to expect in return. Can you relate can you relate those two of like can um visionary entrepreneurs with the giving component of their business be a give to give? Or is that does that make sense, the question that I'm trying to ask you there? Well, yes, and the 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 most successful entrepreneurs I know are the biggest givers. I mean, one of our PR partners is the Schuler Scholar Foundation. Jack Schuler is a Forbes billionaire. He's over eighty years old. He's giving away all of his money, all of it, to help underserved uh, kids in the Chicago, Milwaukee areas go to schools like Harvard, Yale for free. So he's done that for twenty years, and he's giving all. Of, he has a sunshine clause in the foundation 30 years after his death they're still going to give the money away so that's what i mean again like most people have no idea what an entrepreneur actually is they don't they because they're not in that world and entrepreneurs are usually aliens within their own family community or verticals the only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on the planet so those people are the most giving people the most giving i mean there'd be if you look at anything that's ever created basically an entrepreneur created it and without the entrepreneur, there'd be, I mean, 
there'd be no employees. <laughs> so <laughs> just think about it in that aspect, like give to give, you, you created uh, uh, livelihood, uh, homes, uh, anything. I mean, anything of value has basically been created by an entrepreneur. Anything. One last, again, kind of challenging question here to, to ask and, and explain is just, so right now, a lot of society, I'll say millennials, are hoping to um, use like their consumerism is paying their dollars into what they want to see more of, which is they want to see more people giving back. Capitalism has kind of been labeled as greedy capitalist, right? And that is that is business owner type stuff is what I'm thinking. I don't talk to business owners. I only talk to entrepreneurs. There's a yeah. difference between business owners and entrepreneurs. So that's so that's I guess my my question was when we talk about capitalism. Do you believe that's an entrepreneurial trait yes. or a business owner trait? And, and, and so where did this notion come from of, I'll say, a greedy uh, capitalist? Where entrepreneurs are aliens within our own family, community, and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs. A human has no idea what an entrepreneur is. No clue. That's why. So to sum that up, the capitalists that are now labeled as the greedy capitalists that are label mislabel entrepreneurs because they don't understand them there's no that's why i don't talk to them because it's a, so there's there's two types of there's okay it's talking to my good friend good friend he's a 153 iq he's a genius 140 and above is genius he's 153 he's a 3287 colby that's a full pioneer colby B colby B colby he's American hero, uh, heavily involved in armed forces, really, really helping people on the global level. So anyways, he was telling me, and this will be a chapter, the third book whenever I write it, but so humans are, are this is, I'm paraphrasing for him, but humans are sheep and then entrepreneurs are sheep dogs, sheep dogs. So, uh, I looked it up because I'm a high fact finder. A uh, sheep dog uh, has only two scientific, scientifically proven roles, only two. So just replace sheepdog with visionary entrepreneur. Not with business owner, not with consultant, not with human entrepreneur, fundamental day. So Science Daily did this article, only two roles for sheepdog entrepreneur. One, keep the sheep in line. Two, push them forward. That's it. Keep them in line, push. Don't talk to them. Don't eat with them. Usually a sheepdog will marry a sheep, thank God, but you don't, you just, so I don't talk to any sheep. I just don't, I just ignore it um, and then sheep have no idea what a sheepdog is doing they don't know they don't understand the dangers that the sheepdog is protecting them from they just want to eat their grass and walk together and that's fine hang out at the water cooler but that's what so you have sheep labeling a sheepdog and they have no idea what the sheepdog's actually doing and that's why and then this most of the society values material things why because they don't understand the meaningful aspect because they don't understand the entrepreneurial brain or what capitalism actually is capitalism is taking something from a lower value and making higher value with it. that's what it is it's a freedom again life liberty and the pursuit of happiness so every everyone i talk to is american or a capitalist whatever that whatever term you want to give it and then again most humans are canadian peace order good government so I answered the question when we started the interview. <laughs> That's why. It's a 99.9% of the world has no idea what we're even talking about. 
Listen, tell us about the foundation that you want to create and the purpose it's going to serve. Well, that's a two-part answer. The, uh, I just joined uh, the Wildlife Foundation, which I'm really excited about that one. Um, uh, the person who I found that, Warren Stickney, who, had, who asked me about it to join the board, he'd be better to answer it. Um, but uh, basically, it's going to uh, uh, repurpose land. Uh, the first track of land is several thousand acres and uh, near uh, Grand Teton. Uh, and uh, it will help the elk migration. So you buy the land from the rancher, you the rancher keeps the land, then they repurpose the land for conservation purposes, and then there's tax credits and that stuff, which I don't understand any of that as aspect, but it's it's a nonprofit slash for-profit, and then it's plug-and-play. It'll work, for, it'll work anywhere in the world, So it's, and then there's capital behind it. So it's you know people that are actually doing something, which, which is good. It's talk to me is meaningless. It's meaning. So that's one. And then uh, my companies, we uh, partnered with the Dylan Buckner Foundation. Um, Dylan was uh, the star quarterback, uh, a genius. Um, and unfortunately, tragically, horribly, he took his own life during COVID. Um, um, so uh, my companies honored to partner with uh, Dylan's parents and the foundation to raise awareness for teen suicide and mental health. Um, so we're, we, we give a scholarship uh, every year to a graduating senior from uh, the local high school here uh, where Dylan went. So the wildlife thing is certainly on a global level. Uh, the Dylan Buckner Foundation, I think that will be uh, at least national eventually. Right now it's local really excited and honored to help with Dylan's family. And I, I, I um, feel a very strong connection with him. Not sure why I thought about it in great detail, but I still haven't come up with an answer. I've always felt a strong connection with Dylan, even though we never talked. Um, so anything I can do to help his family, anything I can do to help him. Uh, amazing causes. And it, I, I thought of this kind of like sidebar question. <clears throat> You mentioned that like you're basically a zero in the empathy and yet you have this dedication for endless empathy for entrepreneurs and okay yeah but just for regular people making and it regular is the wrong but people making excuses i can't it's illogical to me like you have one life to i think you have one life to live so why would you make an excuse to not have the best life possible it's just i don't understand that i just don't it doesn't make any sense. And then people make excuses, which is most of the world, and they limit themselves. So why would you partner with someone who's their own worst enemy? I just, just don't, doesn't make sense to me. But for top visionaries, endless empathy. Sympathy is different than empathy. Mm -hmm. Endless empathy for people. Like the person who's, whose grandfather was decapitated in front of them. I can't necessarily understand that, but I can understand what it's like to go through immense trauma to get to this level because there's no unless they're a silver spoon there's no there's no like quick fix to get to this level you have to go through immense trauma almost you, have, you have to go through that you have an entrepreneurial roller coaster with the ups and the downs and the loops and the that's what the, it is. you know it, it breaks down for 
you know, a few minutes, you got to fix it. You keep going, um, figure it out. Is there a moment that you can think back to that might be like your favorite moment of giving that when you think about it, it still kind of gives you goosebumps or pulls the heartstrings? That's a really good question. I'm really thankful that you asked that. Um, so we always we always um, provide tremendous value for, for our PR partners. One of them uh, is was Greg Washington. So Greg, well. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. Like, I, I get very emotional about this with empathy. Um, Greg Greg walked 1,800 miles to uh, from uh, Mississippi to West Point, where he, went, he played football there, graduated from West Point, um, to raise awareness for PTSD in the military, military suicide. He had a, he had a gun to his head. I uh, was about to pull the trigger, and then it's... His cousin called him, so he picked up the phone instead of pulling the trigger. Mm. And so we partnered with him on his on his walk, and I mean, so he told I you know I asked him, which I normally normally don't do, but I really wanted to know. I said, "Well, how did what we did in getting this awareness? How did it help people? How did it help you?" And uh, he wrote back to me that sticks soldiers. Um. So six soldiers reached out to him and said, because of the articles, they didn't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Special. That is very special, man. That's special. That's special. And that, that is uh, just one incredible way you've used your gift to uh, give back and support and um just want to acknowledge you that that's such a, a hard thing to do and a hard thing to recognize. So thank you for, for writing that article and getting that out there and, and helping people. That's absolutely amazing. Um, perfect, perfect transition for us to jump into our giving round. We got you in the mood. We've got y'all set on, uh, mood now. <laughs> <laughs> got y'all set for, uh, pretty giving back. So it's just a few, uh, quick answer, uh, quick question, rapid fire stuff. You ready? Yes. Brag on one charity that you like. What? Oh my God. Um, Little Village. When my dad died when I was 13, Little Village is all, helps uh, folks with special needs, uh, mental health, and um, intellectual disabilities. Well, gives them a place to live, places to work. Nice. What would get you more excited? donating a $1 million check or spending a week physically helping others? I don't really like to do anything physical uh, other than running. Uh, if I was like, I'm trying to think about this because if I built the house, the house would collapse. Uh, so probably probably writing the check, that's, that's a better use of my skills. <laughs> Who inspires you with their giving? Well, certainly the Schuler Scholar Rag. Washington, my partner for second company, Mark Fujiwara, who does a tremendous amount of giving, raising awareness for mental health and depression. Mm-hmm. He's really important at that. He's in his, and he's third in empathy on Strength Finders. Mm-hmm. His empathy is 
And then my wife is just tremendous. Get, I mean, if you think the opposite of me, that would be my self. <laughs> I'm amazed by how much she gives constantly. You think that entrepreneurs should start like giving from the very beginning of their business, like add it as a line item or wait until they've seen a little bit of success and some uh, like, yeah, lines, line items are confusing. I mean, so like, um, uh, I was a journalist for 20 years, so I don't even like, I still don't even know what an escort is. Like business owner stuff confuses me since day one of my company, since day one, I've always had some type of scholarship award or something to give back. I mean, I, I just don't know why you wouldn't give back. So if you want to make that a line item or I, I, no, I, I just always have given back. I always have, um, what's the point of doing this if you can't help people? I don't, so that a line item, I, I guess I, yeah, so. Yes. Yes. Give back no matter what from the start. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. We always say you got to build the muscle. It's just a muscle you got to keep building. So from the beginning, you got to start building that, that given muscle. Um, uh, what's the first thing you think of when you hear go big to give big? The very first thing I think, um, is Mario Lemieux, uh, as a Laval in Laval where he scored like 300 points. That's the first thing I think of. Um, I don't know why that's what I thought of, but I think of pure dominations, true visionary. And that set the stage for his entire NHL career. Now he's in, I think he's still in honor of the Penguins. And he was just a pure visionary. Probably the greatest minor league season in any sport ever. And um, I think that set the stage for everything else in his life. Must be the Canadian swag that you're rocking today. It's got to be. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know where that came from, but that's what I. Uh, <laughs> I'm like weird little facts. Like, I mean, do you? What did he score that year? Do you know what I'm talking about? He had. Uh, like, I can look it up here. Effect. It was the most incredible. Here, I'm gonna look it up. This is how my brain works. And the Laval Wasin Wessel. And I speak French, um, so maybe that's why too. Okay, two hundred and eighty-two points. Wow! I mean, think about that. That in how many games? Point. Uh, good question. Seventy games. That's think insane. of that. Four points again. Hundred and thirty-three goals. hundred and forty-nine assists. And ninety-two penalty minutes. I mean, good lord, that is incredible. Okay. Okay. So I'm like. It just doesn't even seem possible, right? It's impossible, but he did it. Mm, I like that. In in one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Rachel. Great answer. And the final question we got for you today, Justin, the age-old question you probably heard a hundred times. Do you believe that money can be used to buy you happiness? Yes. How come? Because it's bought me a lot of happiness. Like what? Everything. I have this great house. Family goes on vacation all the time. Um, never worry about money. We do whatever we want. We do what we like to do. It allows me to fulfill the purpose of my life, which is connecting superhero for every visionary. 
who shares their stories with the world. It allows me to invest in incredible entrepreneur groups where I can connect with other visionaries and help them. Mm -hmm. Money is that Peter Diamond is endless. Dr. Peter Diamond is endlessly grateful for him writing the forward for Epic Life. He's one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. By the way, he's almost your Colby twin. He's a 4384. And so very close to you. Um, um, he talks about, and he said this many times, uh, money is energy. That's what he, mm. so money is, wow. is pretty, that well, yeah, right. Great idea. Activate, maximize, achieve doing that. So, um, money to me just allows all this energy. Um, it just creates endless energy, which creates happiness. Very beautiful, man. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for coming in and uh, sharing all this wisdom with us. Uh, giving yourself a second now to just brag, how can people get uh, a hold of your stuff, a hold of your products, or work with you? I don't like to brag. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank you. So the, uh, um, our, our site um, has a, a free assessment where, that people really like taking. It's about... Um, mindset because we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments not costs so at brettbickllc.com there's a five minute mindset scorecard strongly encourage people to take it uh they love taking very cool and uh and guys if you're looking for it you can go find uh justin's book as well uh epic life or epic business um on audible and amazon um i listen I listen to the audible of it. It's two hours or something. It's quick. It's exactly like Justin's spoke here to the point facts and no BS. It was one of the best books I've ever listened to in the shortest period of time. And so, yeah, it was uh, mind blowing for me. So thank you, Justin. And thank you for coming in and sharing your insights with us. You are the true definition of go big and working with a bunch of go big to give big uh, humans. So I'm just excited to uh, be able to share your story out to the world and uh, have more people be able to understand and relate to the way that you speak. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Well, welcome to uh, uh, Randy. When you start a fishing charter company, I'm, I'm, I'll be your first customer. And then uh, Steve, did you get your Colby in? <laughs> no, but as soon as we click off here, I'll, I'll, I'll text it to <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight without it. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry if that completed <laughs> you the whole <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I'll be fishing. My kids and I, we love to fish. So we're, I'm taking them, uh, 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 central Illinois. We're going both bow hunting for Asian carp. They jump out of the water and you shoot them with a bow and arrow. It's going to be amazing. Amazing, man. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Justin. Absolutely appreciate it, man. And you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of go big to get big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can, and it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.